This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Manscaped and by HelloFresh. New year, same old shit, and same old piss. Mm. Remember a couple years back when we documented an alarming trend of diarrhea being deployed as a weapon against random, unsuspecting victims by attackers whose preferred receptacle was a bucket? Yeah. These were biological weapon attacks, and they were horrific. And uh, time is a mostly flat circle, so now over in Chicago, something is happening that's Almost as horrific as that, but not quite as horrific, but still damn disgusting. Someone is throwing cups full of hot, wet piss at random, unsuspecting pedestrians. Why does it have to be hot? Because your body (sighs) keeps it nice and warm. Yeah, I mean, it is warm straight from the source. But uh, and you it's figure winter it get, time. Ninety-eight point six degrees. That's uh, it's a summer. That's what, so you know it's fresh. Yeah. It, the hotter it is, the fresher it fresh, is. Fresh, hot piss. So what I want to know is like, how would you would you rather get hit with fresh, hot piss or cold piss that's been sitting around for a couple hours? I'd take the hot piss, honestly. Yeah, I think I'd be leaning towards that as well. Anyway, well, these people didn't have a choice. They did not have a choice. Uh, they had no choice. Much like animals in war. <laughs> They had no they, choice. The, the fate was thrust upon them. Uh, here's CBS Chicago. Yeah. Katie Lyons told us she was walking her dog down Ashland Avenue looking up to smile at the man walking by. It was then that she saw the cup in his hand and the look in his eyes. Quote, The look of rage in his face and just the way his eyes looked, Lyons said. He had a large cup in his hand and just as he was passing me, threw the contents of it into my eyes. And I yelled for help just because my eyes were burning and I couldn't see and I dropped my phone. Lyons rushed home. I knew I needed to flush my eyes and no one came to help, she said. Lyons at first was unsure of what was thrown at her. She said it didn't click until she asked first responders. They said I smelled like urine, Lyons said. Lyons was seen by her eye doctor and checked out at the hospital. Thankfully, she's okay, but she's not the only one. No, not by a long shot. This This is disgusting. This is part of a trend. Yeah. This is a serial Cereal. Piss attacker. Yes. Piss lobber. Menacing behavior. <laughs> the piss lobber. He's at it again. Uh, it continues. He chased me and then he threw the urine at me and got the back of my coat, said a woman named Sue. Sue was attacked just last week, also while walking her dogs. She is still shaken and is uncomfortable sharing her full name. Quote, he's been menacing for quite a while, Sue said. In a bizarre twist, Sue said the man who attacked her actually then went to the police station himself to file a complaint against her claiming she set her two dogs loose on him. Quote, He saw the two witnesses, and I think he was trying to get ahead of it, Sue said. He typically attacks at night. Sue followed up with police and asked why he wasn't taken into custody. The police officer called me back and said, He told us that story, so we let him go, Sue said. Sue said police let the man go without following up with the two witnesses to her attack that shared information with them. Police are not commenting on that claim. Quote, Police are claiming I'm the only one who filed a police report, and I know that's not true, Stu said. I don't know why it took this long for them to take any action on it. Seems like uh, this uh, piss lobber doesn't like dogs. Maybe there was some kind of yeah. issue in the past with dogs got a, pissing a, on his lawn or his vendetta leg. vendetta against these dogs, a grudge. Yeah, and he takes it out on the owners. His parents were killed by a dog, much like Cruella DeVille. Yeah, and he understands that the dog is not going to understand the attack. Yeah. That only the owners truly will. Mm-hmm. That could uh, be it. You might be onto something there. Also, like, true brilliance of, like, going to the cops first to, like, beat a report to the punch. Some crazy ladies going around accusing people of throwing piss on her. It was actually... She's a menace. Her, she set her dogs on me, and she's trying to cover it up. A double cover-up. Yeah. This yeah. lady's big mistake was not being a cast member of the show Empire. Exactly. I was just the going Chicago to bring Justice would have, They would have exhausted all of their resources trying to find this guy. We got guys working in shifts, ma'am. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Police incompetence from the Chicago Police Department? Oh, my God. Say it ain't so. That is <laughs> shocking stuff. I can't believe that. Uh, especially considering that, according to CBS Chicago, there's been several more piss cup attacks in this neighborhood going back all the way to summer when the piss is not only hot, but the days are hot. Yeah. And I mean, long. In the Chicago summer, a cup of body temperature piss would actually be kind of refreshing, considering yeah. it's like 115 degrees out. Please. 100% humidity. Yeah, and all those uh, electrolytes. Yeah. Got any more of that piss? <laughs> Please, just... Right into my mouth, please. Uh, So, yeah, all of these attacks, even in the summertime, they happen in the same general area. And and keep in mind, this is Chicago. These people already have to deal with some of the worst winter temperatures in any major U.S. city. And now on top of that, there is a guy throwing cups of piss in their faces, seemingly very carefully. I mean, if it gets gets cold enough, uh, you ever see people like in super cold places, they throw a cup of water out and it turns into snow before it even hits the ground. Mm -hmm. You throw a cup of piss... In, like, the dead of winter in Chicago, that turns into piss snow. 
Or yeah, and you're also dealing with the the piss vapor, the, yeah. the heat, the steam coming off of it yeah. is also just a bioweapon for anyone surrounding that attack. But as I say, got to be careful in Chicago because a piss cup thrown the wrong direction will end up right back in your face. Yeah, very windy. It's the windy. They city. call it the windy city. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> what's the motive here? I seem to think it's dog attacks. Yeah. Um, this villain uh, who we will call uh, Mr. Piss. Or the, Mr. Piss Cup. Or the Piss Lobber. The Piss Lobber. Yeah. He seems to have a particular vendetta against dog walkers. Like we said, it's maybe a dog pissed on him at some point, pissed on the lawn, uh, and it's his mission to return the favor. Yeah. Could anyway, in any case, with the Chicago PD clearly outmatched here, what Chicago needs is a hero to take down Mr. Piss. For every villain, there needs to be a hero. Yeah. Maybe something like, I don't know, Toilet Man? <laughs> the human The toilet. only thing to take down... <laughs> A man throwing piss is a giant human toilet. You have to, like, we have to get people with a piss fetish out there. Oh, to give say me more. The, yeah, because ah. you got to freak them out and be like, oh, this is. Yeah. I, it's like when Joe Biden said, let's go Brandon. It takes uh, yeah, all sure. of the, uh, yeah. like, bite away from it. Yeah, we need so, some piss fetishes. Uh, if you're into water sports, uh, head over to Chicago. Put your degeneracy to work for once. Yes. And uh, you just imagine, like, someone walking around in this general area just like. Well, I hope I, I sure hope I don't get pissed on. Oh, it'd be the worst thing ever if someone threw piss all over my mouth. Gosh. <laughs> oh, any uh anyone walking around with a styrofoam cup around here? It's a good thing piss attacks are generally quite unusual because uh <laughs> you would be, absolutely hate to see it. It would be just horrible luck if I was in the one neighborhood in America where piss attacks are on a severe rise currently. How was your trip to Chicago? It was awesome. I saw the bean. Went down, got pissed on. A nice river cruise, got pissed on. <laughs> yeah. Dave Matthews Band dumped a bunch of their piss on me when I was on the river cruise. It was, it was the great. best trip of my entire life. I yeah. saw all the shooting locations for the Dark Knight. It I, was wonderful. I saw all the shooting locations in South Chicago. Mm -hmm. It was great. Yes. They so, have bigger problems than piss cups, they, let's, be, they, let's be clear. Yeah. Well, it's a big city. Yeah. Anyway, we're just spitballing here, but just, we need a, a, a bathroom-themed superhero to stop... The piss cup guy. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, if this doesn't get dealt with, Mr. Piss's unsanitary antics, they could escalate. They probably will. Two months from now, when they go to dye the Chicago River green for St. Patrick's Day, Mr. Piss might tamper with things. He might make the river turn yellow. <laughs> oh, no. That would be horrible. That would be a <laughs> Gotham-level crime. <laughs> yeah. That's not... <laughs> that's not, that's not uh, food coloring. That's piss. It's like in the, in like the 89 Batman. Chicago has a parade, yeah. and it's... Crazy Frog, a float of Crazy Frog, mm -hmm. and he's got a big dick hanging down that just pisses all over the crowd. Ah! Yeah. Chicago PD, their hands are tied. Uh, the P stands for piss. The piss department. But yeah, if they don't do something about this, before long, the Windy City will become the Pee Pee City. Yeah. And nobody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> the pissy town. <laughs> but speaking of toilet humor, uh, it's been a little while since a brand account on Twitter said, Hold my beer and posted something that had to be immediately deleted and apologized for. Um, but what do you know it? We have one. I mean, the last big one was probably when Burger King UK tried to attract more women employees with the Women Belong in the Kitchen campaign. Just Ooh. brilliant. Uh, that one was especially hilarious because there was an entire marketing campaign that had to be scrapped as soon as Burger King's initial tweet bombed spectacularly. Uh, it, there was, like, ads taken out in newspapers that were, like, printed. Yeah, it, the UK account put it up, and they're like, oh, shit, it's like six hours to press in the New York Times. Pull the ads! Pull them now! Stop, this literally is, stop the press. not go over as well as we planned. <laughs> But this, uh, the latest brand fuck-up seems uh, more along the lines of a rogue social media manager overstepping the boundaries of good taste. Um, so here you go. Here's Pabst Blue Ribbon tweeting on January 3rd, Not drinking this January? Try eating ass. Did Chibi get a job at uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon? I think he, he does work at a marketing company now, so maybe this is the work hmm. of one Chibi Burris. Hmm. Wouldn't Either way, very funny. From, like... Nobody takes Pabst Blue Ribbon seriously. Yeah. Like, it Why should, should they be... take themselves seriously? It's a beer most known for uh, being cheap, easy to drink, and in the fridge of most college students. If there is a demographic that jokes about eating ass and... It, it, like, when you think of PBR, it is like the most... It might as well be a Scarface poster. Most, it is yeah. college dudes that drink it. So who the fuck cares about this Twitter account saying... 
go eat some eat ass. ass. Yeah, like, okay, Most thanks. people who eat ass for the first time probably are several PBRs deep. Yeah, Wendy's will fucking tweet like, oh, yeah, our, you know, our chili's actually just one day old ass. Yeah. Like, and they'll get away with it. No, Nobody will even ask questions. Well, Wendy's, everyone wants to be Wendy now. Yeah. Um, or that steakum. I hate that steakum. <laughs> Forgot about steakum. It's like some fucking philosopher. You sell frozen Philly cheesesteak meat. <laughs> this Fuck sandwich off. has started reading some... Pretty intense stuff, yeah. uh, and it's turning to parlay that into online messages. So, anyway, yeah, uh, PBR they even they even doubled down on that first tweet uh, in their replies. Uh, they responded to one person who wrote, "I don't know what this is about, but it's hilarious." With, "It's about ass and eating it." <laughs> and uh, someone else replied to PBR's original tweet with, "PBR or ass? What's the difference?" Obviously, mocking PBR's reputation for not exactly being the most high quality beer. I I personally quite like it, but it, yeah, not not the best. Not really. It's not the champagne of beers, that's for sure. Because that belongs to. Uh, there should be no shame. That belongs to Miller Highlight. There should be no shame in your in your generally in your choice of beer. It's like I they all it. exist for a very particular reason. I enjoy refreshing PBR. Anyway, yeah. someone re- replied to PBR trying to get trying to get fresh with them, and PBR was in no mood for that. They replied with, "Ask your mom." <laughs> yeah, you're on a roll, but within a few hours. America's second oldest brewery, <laughs> almost 200 years old, mm-hmm. they uh, started deleting their tweets and issued a statement. We apologize about the language and content of our recent tweets. The tweets in question were written in poor judgment by one of our associates. In no way does the content of these tweets reflect the values of Pabst and our associates. We're handling the matter internally and have removed the tweets from our social platforms. Boo! It does reflect your company. Yeah. It just embrace it. Like, if we're going to make people wait till they're 21 years old to drink beer in this country, they need to lean into this not-safe-for-work-adults-only shit. Yeah, especially, like, a beer that takes 10 of them to get you drunk. I mean, no, you're the Coors Light, that's kind of okay, true. Okay. PBR's like, it's like four and a half. I mean, you're not going to get, it's going to take a while to get wasted, but play a couple uh, games of Flip Cup. It, it's, it's, a, it's a prop beer. It's a sporting for, beer. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, uh, you use it for, uh, you know, beer pong and, and stuff like you can, that. You can take one down a beer bong pretty easily. You can uh, get a keg of it very cheap. You'd probably be better off beer bonging Coors Light or Miller Light, a light beer, mm-hmm. uh, for the, the bloat you're going to feel immediately. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but it's, it's good for what it is. It's like Milwaukee's best. Yeah, it's, it's like, the best uh, they have. Look. Well, no, there's an actual beer called Milwaukee's <laughs> no, Best. I know. But it's, 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 it's in the similar vein. I like, of, I like that name. It's like, hey, hey, it's Milwaukee's best. It's I the mean, best we can it's do. It's the best we can do. Um, the funniest thing about Pass Blue Ribbon is it's named because it actually won awards back in like the 1850s. Yeah. Like at the time, they're like, this beer is incredible. They've feels, done it. Feels like I'm in Germany <laughs> oh right now. Oh my God. <laughs> it won the Blue Ribbon, for real. Yeah. And then they didn't change anything about it ever I, again. I learned all about this when I visited Milwaukee and went to the Miller Brewing Company. Uh, I, I, I don't know if they divested or what happened with PBR. It might still be owned by them, but they had a whole... They had, like, the house that's on the can. Yeah. Like, either reproduced or the original. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was a fun tour. Yeah. Um, I highly suggest it. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If you're ever there for Summerfest and want to go over to the brewery. America's oldest brewery, though. Yingling. Still can't get it out here. Yeah, it is an East Coast thing. They were talking about starting to import it into, like, Arizona or something in, like, a test program, but... You remember that uh, there was a bar in uh, North Hollywood? Yeah, they had it. They but, had it. But, but then they got cut off. They Yeah, because someone fucking snitched on them. Because they were doing some, like... Uh, they were bootlegging. Yeah. Literally bootlegging. They were doing Smokey and the Bandit shit. Yeah, someone was <laughs> bringing in a lot of yingling and selling it to bars, and this was one of them that, you know, word got around. And it was, like, six months, and it was fucking shut down. Yeah. And Yingling, it's another one. It's like, it's not even that good. It's it's just, it's like Dunkin' Donuts. It's yeah. like when people fr- I just, move from the The fact East that Coast. I can't have it yeah. makes it much more uh, desirable to It's me. people who like grew up on it. They're like, ah, oh, you know, LA's great, but yeah. uh, I can't have my Dunkin'. Now we have Dunkin'. We have everything here. The, the- Josh McCuga, he regularly uh, finds a way to get Yingling because he's from uh, Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, and, if he uh, knows someone. He knows, he's, he has his ways. And I've, uh, that's, that's how I've had most of my Yinglings was uh, with him. Yeah. So. You don't know what, what you got until it's gone. Don't know until mm-hmm. it's gone. But speaking of booze, <laughs> sorry about the tangent. Uh, it's probably not something that you've thought uh, about a whole lot, but different animals have different tolerances for alcohol. And humans are near the top of the pack, thanks to early humans eating fermented fruit. Plenty of other animals get 
absolutely soused off barely anything because they don't have a genetic adaptation for metabolizing alcohol, like those monkeys in that video. Oh, they get fucked up. They're drinking all those uh, tourists' drinks, and they yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, though, some animals have actually evolved way beyond humans when it comes to handling their booze. And it turns out the animal kingdom's heaviest drinkers uh, are ones that you might not expect. The humble hamster. Mm. Yes, the humble hamster. Mm -hmm. Yes, these tiny, dumb rodents, mostly known for being starter pets for little kids, can apparently throw them back, no problem. And we would have never guessed if not for a recent article in The Atlantic titled, You Have No Idea How Hard It Is To Get A Hamster Drunk. <laughs> Someone uh, clearly tried. Uh, from that article, You just put a bottle of unsweetened Everclear on the cage and they love it, says Gwen Lupfer, a psychologist at the University of Alaska Anchorage who has studied alcohol consumption in hamsters. <laughs> They regularly down 18 grams per kilogram of body weight a day, the alcoholic equivalent of a human drinking a liter and a half no. of 190 proof Everclear. Jesus. In the wild, hamsters hoard ryegrass seeds and fruit in their burrows, and they eat this fermenting store as it becomes more and more alcoholic over the winter. In the lab, well, they're pretty happy with Everclear. Given the choice between water and alcohol, they go for the booze. Wow. Uh, it continues, Humans have known about hamsters' affinity for alcohol since at least the 1950s, when scientists in Texas found that hamsters could outdrink the common lab rat. Rats can be made to drink alcohol either by selectively breeding genetic lines or by feeding them a mix of sugar and ethanol until they develop a taste for the latter. <laughs> Do you think we could get these rats addicted to alcohol? Let's I, find out. I miss fun science experiments. Yeah. Uh, ethanol is the specific type of alcohol found in alcoholic drinks, but with hamsters, you could take a hamster right from the pet store and give it grain alcohol, <laughs> says Daniel Gulick, an addiction researcher at the University of Florida. Trust me, I've done it. <laughs> it it <laughs> every, would happily drink. Every, every weekend, I go down to the local pet store. I get one And then I stop wasted. at the local liquor store, and I just see how much of this fucking hooch I can give this tiny hamster. Florida woman arrested for pouring entire <laughs> bottle of Everclear into hamster cage at Pet, PetSmart. And for some more perspective on just how much booze hamsters can handle, a physician named Tom Lawton made this Twitter thread a few months back. Given the choice, they will consume up to 20 grams per kilogram ethanol a day, equivalent to a standard man drinking 21 bottles Jesus. of wine each day. They are so keen on the stuff that real research has been done into getting hamsters off the sauce. I'm not sure if Ig Nobel got involved. We've talked about them a yeah. bunch. In 1994, researchers took six female hamsters and tried to find ways to stop them drinking. Initially, they were offered a choice of water and booze. They went for the booze with great gusto and were happily chugging along at an equivalent of 90 pints of beer a day. And ruining the conversations and breakfast of everyone around them. <laughs> These hamsters, they couldn't stop ordering the, the mimosas. Yeah. They, they said it was bottomless, but the hamsters, they got cut off. What are we gonna do? <laughs> yes, we're running out of orange juice back here. Hamsters, you need to calm down. We have we have other you guests. You said they were unlimited. <laughs> we have other guests here with families. I am paying for breakfast we're, potatoes. We are going to get you an Uber hamster wheel home, and we're going to make <laughs> sure that you get there safe. I mean, hamsters uh, with this tolerance, they'd be great Uber drivers. Yeah, I mean, I guess a hamster and a goldfish put their brains together. Yeah, we solved the uh, autonomous car problem. Sir, are you okay to drive? Yes, I'm a hamster. I I can have at least three more bottles I'm of fine. wine. Before. Uh, continues. Then the researchers tried to offer them alternatives to cut down on their dipsomania. It proved a challenge. Chocolate insurers were the best, though even with unlimited access to chocolate, the beast still took on 8 grams per kilogram of ethanol each day. Beast. That's 40 pints. Attempts with tomato juice, hunts no salt added, sugar water, peach and mango also failed to fully sate these little booze hounds. Unsurprisingly, giving them a second water spout made no difference whatsoever. They were straight back on the hooch. So the researchers conclude that chocolate milkshakes are the best way to keep your hamster sober, well, at least below the 50 pint line, though they note that the hamsters gorge themselves on chocolate and liquor and basically stopped eating. Uh, probably a lesson here. Uh, you know, some kind of a uh, little bit of evidence here is uh, when I quit booze, uh, my intake of chocolate, specifically milkshakes, uh, went up because it was like... Well, it triggers a, a similar, uh, like, hormone. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all like the same shit that, like, drugs. Yeah, like, and it's <laughs> also like you don't realize how much sugar is in alcohol yeah. and beers and oh, stuff yeah. until you stop. Uh, so, yeah, that was like my little treat. Every Sunday I'd go get a chocolate milkshake. So it's like, you know, there, maybe there's something uh, just in... Uh, Every biological sense that yeah. you gotta you gotta replace it with something else. Yeah, we love the sweets. We do, but uh, yeah, that's all very important information to hold on to in case a hamster ever challenges you to a drinking contest. It is a trap. You walk away from that hamster. Yeah. 
It is going to drink you under the table. Uh, but don't get too jealous of the hamster's highly evolved liver because it is a huge trade-off with pretty much everything else about them. Yeah. Uh, they're half blind, they only live two or three years, and most domestic hamsters are descended from one incestuous brother-sister pair that scientists mated back in the 1930s. But those two or three years are fucking wild. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, don't be too jealous of the humble hamster, but... Uh, if there was just a way to trans transplant a hamster liver onto my liver... Yeah. Oh, the things I could do. You know, that's where science is going, and that's why they, you know, you would say, typically, is this research pointless? Are we wasting our money here? But, uh, we've yet to see the full yeah. use of this kind of information. Seems pretty useful. Yeah. Get those hamster stem cells. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I need to drive home. I need my wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put humans in hamster wheels to get home. Yeah. Yeah, work it off. Metabolize it. Mm. But anyways, uh, moving on now to some news about a man who, uh, whose recent behavior was even more brazen and hostile than Mr. Piss. Another villain who apparently goes by The Wolf, which is never a good sign. No. Uh, here's uh, NOLA.com with some wild news out of New Orleans. <sighs> about 20 people were enjoying themselves Sunday night at the Sea Cave, Bywater's all-you-can-play arcade, when one customer started acting strange and proceeded to cover a hand-painted vintage arcade cabinet with stickers using a supermarket pricing gun. Quote, I said, hey man, you can't do that. You have to leave. Sea Cave co-owner Judah Lee recalled Monday. The man, who re referred to himself only as the wolf, had been a member for about a month and had already developed a reputation for saying inappropriate things and making people a little uncomfortable. Sunday night was the last straw and Lee decided to refund his membership fee and told him to leave. At that point, Lee said the man verbally accosted him and asked, quote, if I was interested in dying. The man went outside where he brandished a butterfly knife and talked of owning an assault rifle before leaving at about 7.30 p.m. He returned about a half an hour later and locked the front doors from the outside with a bike lock, trapping Lee and Sea Cave patrons inside. Then he started smashing windows. Quote, My face was right there by the window as it was happening, recalled patron Christian Cole, adding his lip was injured by flying glass. He said, I have my AK. Cole said he and the others inside soon escaped out the back door and Lee called the police. But the man had left by the time officers arrived on the scene. The wolf had escaped. Yeah, so this is pretty scary stuff, and everyone involved probably rightfully thought that they were about to be involved in an active shooter situation, yeah. uh, which is not uncommon and no. uh, a very real uh, threat at a lot of points. A but real danger in this country. Fortunately, the wolf didn't have a chance to do anything like that, but he apparently wasn't done with violently airing his grievances about losing his membership to the arcade. Late that night, he returned to the arcade after everyone was gone and was observed on security camera taking an axe to everything in the arcade and destroying every single arcade cabinet and CRT monitor in the building, along with every window. The arcade's co-owner says that the damage is somewhere between $30,000 and $50,000, uh, which is, that's, this sucks. This man this is destroying history. There's a finite amount of these cabinets. Yeah. But somehow, still, the wolf wasn't done yet. Let's go back to that article. But the ordeal wasn't over. Late Monday night, a small group of Sea Cave regulars had gathered to help clean up when the man returned. This oh, no. time with a handgun. No! Said Matt Ray, who was one of those on the scene. Quote, I was taping up glass windows, Ray said, at about 10 p.m., only about 45 minutes after the second incident occurred. Quote, he ran up behind me with a handgun and started yelling, tell them to shut down. I'm cartel, Ray said. The man ran away and patrons fled down the street. Around 11.45 that night, police caught up with Mitchell S. McNeely IV, age 30, at the intersection of North Rampart and Gallier Streets. He was arrested and booked with aggravated assault, simple criminal damage to property, criminal mischief, and false imprisonment. So yeah, this is one of the craziest examples of gamer rage that we've yeah, ever seen. It's unfortunate that uh, it's still not, not even close to the worst example, which was that uh, Madden tournament, which I think might have also been in New Orleans. No, 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 that was in Florida. It oh, was in Jacksonville. Florida. Well, anyway, that's, yeah. that's the, I think, the high point of uh, yeah. gamer rage. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is a 30-year-old man completely destroying a video arcade and threatening the lives of its owners and patrons, all because he was asked, please don't vandalize our arcade cabinet. They're old. They're vintage. And now, uh, given the abundance of hard evidence against him, the wolf probably won't be playing any video games again for a very, very long time. No. Uh, and luckily for the arcade, it looks like they were able to successfully crowdfund all the necessary repairs to open back up and resume business. Yeah, I was looking at their Facebook. This happened like mid-December. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was looking at their Facebook and they, they seem to, they've had to sort of, uh, like re they've replaced a few of the CRTs with like LCDs, which oh. obviously, oh, the, the input lag. 
Um, but uh, they're they're slowly. I guess you know, to like hold it over, like yeah, they're 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 slowly reassembling their collection. It's uh, it's a real. You would assume bitch. insurance would take insurance would take uh, you know. A bit yeah, of but it's 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 uh, with arcade games. I mean, it's a matter of like actually f- replacing them. Like there's uh, yeah, it's hard to there's find. a finite amount of these yeah. fucking things. Mm-hmm. Guy we used to work with like went into business just like refurbishing them. Yeah. and uh, keeping them alive. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but yeah, they seem to be back. It looks like a pretty fun place to go. They, they're a music venue and a barcade. That's cool. Um, looks like a fun place. And this fucking wolf asshole had to come and ruin everything. You it's bastard. It's a shame. Sucks. Anyway, before we get to the headlines half of the show, we've got some sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> Here's a 2022 resolution that you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? <laughs> Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Plop. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com slash weirdnews for 20% off plus free shipping. It's New Year, New Me with the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with their Performance Package 4.0 and brand-new ultra-premium body wash. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. Uh, it also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light that is promised to look great. Uh, it, it make, your 2022 is going to be very bright when you see this yeah. thing. It uh, yeah, lights the path. If you have a power outage, pull out your Manscaped razor. Pull out your lawnmower. In a pinch, it'll work. No grooming routine is complete without applying Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver before showing off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year. And to complete the set, Manscaped threw in their shed travel bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs as free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And the new ultra premium body wash from Manscaped is the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine, but in the shower. This great smelling body wash is cologne infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Whether your resolution is to work out more or to travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com slash weirdnews for our exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. Cheers to new balls in 2022. Get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash weirdnews. That is 20% off with free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash weirdnews. It is new year, no pubes in 2022 <laughs> with Manscaped. We're leaving the pubes back in 2021. Yeah. And this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That is why it's America's number one meal kit. The new year is a great time to focus on what's important to you, whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness. HelloFresh is here to help with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week, so you get the convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in long lines and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. Uh, One thing that's great about HelloFresh's recipes is uh, if you've ever been a little curious about vegetarian cooking, they've always got some really fantastic-tasting recipes for giving that a try. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next week's menu has the dynamite mushroom tempura with roasted green beans and zesty rice, and they've also got their Hall of Fame sweet corn and poblano chowder with Old Bay toast. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird16 and use code WeeklyWeird16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Again, that is up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts by going to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird16 and using code WeeklyWeird16. Codes are in the uh, description below as well, but let's get into the weirdest, wildest headlines from around the world this week, starting with Reptile hailed as world's first four-legged snake turns out to just be a lizard. I mean, yeah, it's a mistake... Seems pretty easy to make. You're like, hey, it's a snake. Oh, it's got legs. Or could it be a four-legged snake? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I'm not gonna, not gonna go research this. I'm not gonna get a scientist involved. I am going to make a wild Aren't claim. Aren't all reptiles four-legged snakes? Mm-hmm. Isn't the crocodile just a big four-legged snake? Yeah. Now this is this is an old like fossil they found, and it's like a. It actually, it, I mean, it's long. It's a big old snake, but they found four legs on it. I guess. Early proto snakes had two legs. Mm. This one had four, but uh, turns out this is uh, actual scientists looked at. Were they, they like? Were no, they, this is just a weird lizard. These proto snakes were they back legs or front legs? That how they I had two. I think they were the front ones. Because that would be 
That'd it would look weird. like like they're dragging their body yeah. behind them. Oh God! Oh God! Save me! My legs were blown off. Yeah, I don't know. It would be weird. I can't really picture it, but that's why they evolved. Yeah, because it looked ridiculous. Like it's just a lot easier to slither. These legs not not really doing a whole lot. So yeah. I think we'll get rid of them. Yeah, I think we'll just suck them in and make little vestigial little nibs. Mm-hmm. And it feels so good just slithering around on your belly. Yeah. Yep. A lot of people don't like snakes, but every time I've held a snake, I'm like, yeah. That's They're very nice. They feel real nice. Yeah. Just don't mess with the venomous ones. And well, yeah, obviously not. Yeah. Stay the hell away from those venomous snakes. Yeah. But Learn to identify them. Non-venomous snakes, yeah. Lovely uh, lovely animals. And that, that alligator that I sent you a picture of, very nice. Yeah. Hung out with me the entire <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Give, her a, give her a pat on the head. Yeah, so I, in Did Florida. Did you give her a pat on the head? It was, dude, this alligator was huge, and it was just on a, like a man-made pond next to yeah. a fast food place. And I walked up and like I was like you know checking it out pretty close. Was, there was a gate, so I wasn't too worried. But uh, like this guy that worked at uh, it was Culver's uh, fast food place walks out and he goes, "Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It was something like, oh, is Missy over there? I want you to go ahead and give her a pat on the head.'" And I was like, ah, "I don't think I will." And he goes, "No, nah. oh, it's fine. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all right." Yeah, they probably thought it was weirder to see me like taking a picture of it than yeah. it actually being. Well, you never seen an alligator before? You <laughs> not from around here? Go back to Canada. <laughs> uh, next headline: Patriots fans among saddest, most miserable in NFL. New survey reveals they lost their hero. Yeah, well, they, they, so this this headline's from a Boston news outlet. They're not the most miserable. The, mm-hmm. Apparently, Dallas fans are, and the, and the metric for this was uh, they asked like fans if they've ever like cried because of the results of the game or like turned off the game because they were so upset about what was happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Dallas fans were at the top. It was like more than half of like Dallas Cowboys fans have cried about uh, the results of the game. That's good. Uh, well, Boston Texas was is, a little lower. Texas takes football like to a religious level. Yeah. So, but they got so much football. I mean, they got high school, college, and professional. But it they is have like more life football or death than there. they can handle. Yeah. Yeah, but you would figure like northern states would. It's like, oh, what? Oh, what are you gonna do? Shut off the game and go do something outside? No, keep the game on. Yeah, there's nothing to do. You just gotta sure. stay there and watch the game. Yeah, football season, not a lot going on. I understand the Patriots thing though. Not, not only do they lose Tom Brady, but like you know, they lost uh, what's his name? The guy that Tom Brady throws to. Look, I'm big super, a big football fan. Obviously, I watch one game a year. <laughs> I, literally, I, I don't care. Yeah, I started watching less and less of it. I watched the Chiefs game today. Couldn't tell you who won, though. It was just on. Anyways, sucks to be a Patriots fan, I guess. Yeah, you <laughs> sad bastards. Oh, it just sucks being a Patriots fan. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And well, you got the Celtics. <laughs> Never mind. Tom uh, Brady left the team. What am I going to do? The, hey, the Red Sox almost made it all the way this year. They got a lot of good sports teams and the worst fans in just every category. That, yeah. that Barstool guy, he's a Boston guy. Oh, is he? Yeah. He loves pizza. Um, yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. Meet Funzo, the local turtle who was cyberbullied on his birthday. <laughs> Did you see this turtle? No. Why? Why did he get cyberbullied? Because he looks a little weird. So this is a uh, this was the National Aquarium in D.C. They tweeted out like, "Hey, everybody, wish Funzo a happy birthday." Funzo is a uh, he's a pig-nosed turtle. So a turtle I've never seen before, and I guess a lot of other people hadn't. And uh, yeah, it has a, a a nose that looks like a snout. It looks like a pig nose. Yeah. Two two big round cylindrical nostrils. It's a weird looking turtle. It's I, I guess it's a it's a freshwater sea turtle. So it's got like flippers and got the smooth shell, but it lives in the rivers of like Australia or some shit. It's a weird looking animal. And yeah, they tweeted that out like everybody wish Funzo a happy birthday. And the people are like, what the fuck is this ugly piece of shit? <laughs> Now, here's the thing, though. Did Funzo have his feelings hurt or have any negative no, reactions? No, he's a turtle. More important than that, Funzo isn't on Twitter. No. Funzo no. leads a completely blissful life. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of Funzo. Literally blissfully unaware he's taking care of the of discourse. I guess he, he lives at the aquarium, but they haven't even put him on display in like 15 years because he's kind of bashful, so they just keep him in the back. He, he's uh, living rent-free. Like, yeah. Anytime, anytime, like there's some fucking people angry on Twitter. I'm just like, no idea, got no idea. Yeah. Elliot said something about Betty White. No idea. I haven't even touched Twitter.com. Not sorry. <laughs> Y'all are fucking weird. 
Hey, she was old. She was very old. That's all I'm saying. No, I mean, but she was nice, right? And everyone yeah, really liked her. Yeah, she was great. I, I have no disrespect to Betty White at all. It's just like, oh my God, how could this happen? She was 99 years old. That's how it happened. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. extremely old people die. I think the biggest thing was that people were just rooting so hard for her to get to yeah, 100. Yeah, but like people were treating it like like when you hit 100, like you, it's like achievement unlocked. And it's like, no, you're just still old. You're just still extremely old. I yeah. Don't know. Anyways, I don't. I, but I also have never placed too much importance on like milestones like that. It's like these are the same people that think like, oh, I just turned 30. Time to sell my video games. <laughs> Time to find a wife. Yeah. Like age is a fucking number but not in the weird way. I bet you weren't shit-talking <laughs> Sidney Poitier. No, Who was but, also 94 But, but no one was five? like, oh my God, I can't believe Sidney Poitier died. It's like, well, yeah, he was fucking old as shit. Yeah. But yeah, great actor. You should, you should Sidney Poitier, one of the, one of the best. <laughs> yeah. So, and Betty White, also Betty one White. of the best. An amazing... Some of the two greats. An amazing greats. trailblazing career. Yeah. One of the longest careers ever. Yeah. yeah. Literally, like, I think 70 years. And she also, uh, you know, uh, lifted up those around her, uh, women, people of color. Uh, So, you know, very good stuff. A a great person. Now, a Zoomer mourning her seems a bit weird. They didn't even get to experience the Golden Girls. That's the lady from the meme where she dabs. Yeah. Anyway. Everyone's sad when an old dabbing lady dies. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. tragic. French burn fewer cars on New Year's Eve due to pandemic. Great. This but that gavel goat still went down. This pandemic is destroying our sacred cultural traditions. Yeah. They're not even burning cars in France anymore. You hate to see it. You hate it. These are All these burnings are offerings to the real gods. Yeah. And we're stopping them, and it's doing irreparable harm to them. It's only here. making things worse. Mm-hmm. If we burn more cars, this COVID Omicron might have uh, been gone by now. Yeah, you, we have to sacrifice the cars to stop climate change <laughs> by doing the only way we know how to do things, you burning them. Burn cars and, and throw car batteries in the ocean. <laughs> Just got to chuck them in the sea. I'm doing my part. Yeah. <laughs> Family reaches $301 billion verdict in trial against the local bar. <laughs> What could this local bar have possibly done? Uh, I mean, it's, it's actually pretty fucked up. They, I, I assume with the price tag. They overserved someone who, like, killed a bunch of people in a DUI. Oh, my God. Like, they, and, like, egregiously so. Like, the, when they breathalyzed the driver, it was like, it was like a, a an alcohol blood uh, volume that was, uh, like, most, Hamster level. Most people would be yeah. completely passed out, and this person was somehow driving a car. So, if you are a bar... In this country, at least, and you uh, serve, you overserve someone who gets in an accident afterward. You are liable, which yeah, is like, a good law. Yeah, it's a very yeah. <laughs> I, when I worked at Applebee's when I was like seventeen or something, that was like the 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 rule with the bartenders because we had to like identify. I was just a host if yeah. someone had, had too much, but it was like they ha- the you, the bartender gets sued. The establishment gets sued, and if they're a corporate bar like Applebee's was, then the corporation gets sued too. Yeah. It's it's a big problem. I don't know how the $301 billion figure, lot. I don't know where that came from, but uh, yeah, basically this, this bar is, is not going to be able to be in business anymore. I believe it's already out of business. I would assume. But it, y- just, yes. uh, it was more about sending a message, I think. Yeah, well, message received. That bar is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, was, uh, was there any criminal files, uh, charges filed against like the bartender? Because that would kind of be like an accessory. Um, I don't know, but I would hope so. Maybe. Hopefully. It's fucked up. You see the 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 uh, QAnon lady that uh, was at the uh, insurrection and was like awaiting sentencing, uh, drove drunk and killed someone like a week ago. God damn it! Yeah, these people, mm. these fucking people. <sighs> Speaking of drunk driving, Texas law enforcement officials arrest DWI suspect driving with lit barbecue pit in truck bed. <laughs> Jesus, the most fuck. Texan. Drunk driving uh, scenario possible. That's the, the like the kind of on the same slow level. and low, the, <laughs> fast and loud. <laughs> uh, that's like on on the same like brain level as going to the cops first when you throw a piss on someone. Yeah, it's just like like imagine being drunk and being like, all right, here's the thing though, I got I gotta drive home, but so maybe if I light the barbecue. They'll pull me over for that, and it's like, then they're just telling me, they they won't even think that I'm drunk. So I'm going to do that, and then when I do, because I'm anticipating getting pulled over for the bar. Oh, I'm sorry, officer. Let me go shut it down. Yeah, I don't know what this guy, I don't know where he was going, what the logic was, but I mean, 
to a cookout. If you're cooking, if you're slow cooking, if you're barbecuing, you don't want to take the meat off the grill, even for like 20, 30 minutes and then put it back on. It loses some of the essence. You want a, a steady, slow and low burn. And this guy, he just probably, he's like, I've, I've been, I've been cooking this brisket for 12 hours already. Yeah, speed it up. And I just got to go pick up one thing at the star. But, uh. Brisket's ruined then. Yeah. Too much wind. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, yeah, probably pretty dangerous. So um, drive drunk and also drive drunk with a fucking lit barbecue. We should say very clearly here that you should never, ever drive drunk. Yeah. Don't do it. it yeah, even be, if you're a hamster. It used to be that uh, very easy to take an Uber. These days it costs five times as much, but uh, still uh, very a lot cheaper than a, first of all, a DUI. And, and also you're not going to fucking kill someone. And more responsible. Yeah, very responsible. You can have more fun. Yes. If only, if only we could figure out a way to move the public large groups, to and fro. Large groups of pedestrians in perhaps a tube-like vehicle. If only we had uh, a... In dedicated uh, conveyances that go throughout cities to different stops. It, and you know what? It would be one thing if like, maybe we had a, a great example of a large city within our own country that was able to nearly perfect this. A hundred something years ago. Or even yeah. other countries around the world that could maybe show us uh, how hmm. to do this. But hmm. Uh, hmm. I guess we'll never figure it out. I guess not. I guess it's time to pave paradise and put up a parking lot. Great song. It is. Police. Man robs bank, deposits money in ATM outside. Genius. Another a big brilliant, brain. Brilliant <laughs> infinite money hack. Yeah. <laughs> Just walk right back in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any money in my bank account, so if I go rob the bank and then deposit that money in my bank account, I have money in my bank account. Mm-hmm. And then the bank gets infinite money because then they just file the insurance claim. Yes. Yeah. Come on, be cool. It's going to work out for us. <laughs> We're all, all in this together. <laughs> yeah. Perfect uh, literally the same bank. Like, couldn't even go to a different Wells Fargo. Just walked outside. Doot, doot, doot. Oh! Oh! I'll just deposit it here. I don't want to be carrying $5,000 in my pockets. That's irresponsible. I could get robbed. A lot think, of robbers around here. You think Wells Fargo's get robbed more because people, robbers romanticize the stagecoach? Could be. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bank of America just seems... Mm. Yeah, you rob like a Chase or Bank of America, whatever. But, but Chase, yeah. the name alone, is yeah. going to drive the me away. The thrill of the chase. <laughs> They're going to chase me down. Yeah. yeah. Wells Fargo, it's like, yeah, I'm like a bandit. Yeah. This is cool. All right, pull over that air stage cut. <laughs> Open up the safe. Yeah. Nobody gets hurt. <laughs> maybe. Maybe there's some truth to it. Yeah. We'll have to listen to uh, that uh, Freakonomics podcast. They probably have an episode about it. I'm sure they do. 10,000 bees joined protest in Chile. Seven police officers stung. The bees. Mm -hmm. Comrade B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Chile's in the middle of a, like, a drought, and uh, the beekeepers in Chile are very upset. Their honey harvest has been low yeah. for several years now. And to protest, um, I don't know what they want the government to do exactly, but um, a bunch of beekeepers in Chile just brought all their bees down to like the capital and just set them up at the protest. And Have uh, you seen Wicker Man? Yeah, a lot of bees. Yeah. A lot of bees and you protest, very uh, chaotic. Bees don't like that. No. So uh, just a bad situation overall. Yep. But they, I, I think they did send their message. They're like, we are the ones who control the bees. You want us on your side. You don't you want us. You control the bees. You control the, the honey. Yeah. It's true. We own the bees of production. <laughs> Seize the bees of production. Oh, man. Uh, expert ham sniffers in Spain are exhausted from sniffing 800 hams a day. Yeah, and these are high quality hams. I've personally never had the pleasure. These Spanish hams, they, they're like $1,000 for like a shitty one. Mm. People pay like $20,000 for a good one because it takes them two and a half years to make them. First, they they bury the whole shank in like a pit of salt for months mm -hmm. and they hang it for a year and they dry age it for like another yeah, year. I've seen like a documentary on this. It's for, fucking I, I wild. Yeah. Like I, I have no reference for what it even tastes like. It's got to be good if they're putting this much effort into it. Very salty. But uh, yeah, people are paying paying top dollar for these hams, and they have ham sniffers. And this was this article was just before Christmas. Uh, I guess in Spain, a lot of people, you know, the if they're ham. if they're gonna eat an expensive Iberian ham, uh, it's gonna be for the Christmas holiday. Yeah. Um, so it's a big big time of year for the 
Spanish jamón business, and uh, the sniffers, the, who are the, the quality assurance people, their noses are tired. Yeah. Too many hams to sniff. 800 hams a day? You're pushing me to my limits. What's, what's the math on that? That's too many hams. When you love your job, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> I just love sniffing hams. I love sniffing hams. Yeah. It's like that, uh, it's another documentary that I don't know why I've seen it, but I have so many times. There's like the job, it, it, the, the clip of it became a meme too. It's like, I think it was uh, haagen the ice cream taster guy who's like perfected, like tasting ice cream. And he has a special spoon mm-hmm. and he's like, That's his job. I mean, pretty sweet job. Because he yeah. can identify if there's any I, impurities. How obese is this man? Not very. Oh, interesting. I don't take my work home with me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate ice cream. That's why I'm uh, good at it. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I mean, I'm impartial. It's I don't a purely objective uh, sort of tasting. I I don't personally like it. I'm, yes, I'm looking, that's healthy ice cream. Looking for traits that are uh, you know supposed to be there. I think his spoon is like it's whatever metal like that has absolutely no. Like residual taste to it, like you know how like a certain spoon might have a metallic taste. Yeah, he has a some kind of weird fucking spoon. Imagine losing that spoon. Wow. Oh yeah. god. Oh god. My spoon. There was time. <laughs> I ninety five shutdown. Uber rider trapped in traffic slammed with six hundred dollar bill. I didn't even consider. So yeah, there's this Virginia I ninety five, which I, I mean I don't have any real reference for that side of the country, but I guess it's basically like the I five of the east. It goes all the way up, I believe. Yeah, it's the interstate that takes all the trucks and everything uh, from like the to, from the Carolinas all the way up to uh, like at least New York, and uh, yeah, they got snowed in, and people were people were just sitting out there for like nineteen hours, including yeah. Tim Kaine. Oh, <laughs> uh, they was... they literally had to had to uh, postpone votes in Congress because Tim Kaine uh, was like the swing vote for the Democrats, and he was stuck in traffic. There was, a, there was some, like, feel-good story about this, too, though, where, like, I think the Uber driver got them home safe and was just, like, taking pictures and... Yeah, this guy, like, eventually Uber refunded him all the money because they're like, this yeah, is a bad look. It looks really bad. But, yeah. I'm surprised it was only $600 because that's, like, you could do that going to the airport here if you get stuck in bad traffic. Yeah. Now with the, their new rates. And this guy, he literally, the rider, he was flying in from California... He, had no, he didn't even know there was, like, a blizzard going, so he just gets out of the airport. He's like, all right, uh, yeah, just take me into town. Love the snow. And then, Beautiful. like, they got on the freeway, got, like, just barely onto the freeway, and that was it. They were there for the next, like, 19 hours. My favorite clip, and it sucks. Like, this shouldn't have happened, clearly. But my favorite clip from this is, like, there's a helicopter just filming people. Like, look, oh, look what they're dealing with. And they, like... I'm like, oh, this guy's out of his car. What's he? What's he doing? He's getting out of his car. Oh, and they're like, taking a shit. <laughs> no, they they zoom in on him, and he fucking he does it very slowly. Like you have to understand what he's about to do. He opens up the back door, opens up the front door, and then is like, all right, take a piss. <laughs> he takes his fucking hog out. Oh no! And for, I mean, you can see it from a helicopter. So yeah. he's he's Bay's hanging, packing, yeah. yeah. And he just starts fucking pissing. And they're like, oh god! And they like zoom out. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the first thing I thought of. Is like. There's got to be so many people just taking shits, like. Yeah, the car. I mean, and they're, but that's like you're running the camera, and it's just like, what's he doing? Yeah. What's he doing? Oh, very slowly and meticulously setting up to take a very private piss, and we're filming him, and his dong. Anyway, I hope this guy's Uber driver is cool, because nowadays most rideshare drivers I get are fucking psychos. It, and I, I would not want to spend that much time with them. I believe I saw if it wasn't this one, it was another one where the the driver and the passenger basically became best friends. Okay. So yeah, I've had a lot of uh, a lot of drivers here in LA who are like essentially maybe not full QAnon level, but like they they spend too much time alone in their cars, I think. Uh, they, they some very interesting ideas. And I'm just like, "Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, we're going to be there in 5 minutes, so I'm not going to get in an argument with this person." They have the button that says I want a quiet ride now. That's where the extra so money's going. Passive aggressive though. I would never press that. I've never pressed it. I think my wife has uh, Beep. It's like being in the limo and like the driver's talking to you, you just like roll. <laughs> it's so passive aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. GOP lawmaker tries to de-pants referee at Suns High School basketball game. Yeah, this was like there's video of it. It's fucking wild. Like there there's like a couple technical fouls or something. It was a, a big fracas on the basketball court, and this dad, who's a fucking like state legislator in uh, Virginia or some shit. Like, gets on the court, starts yelling at the ref, like, total sports dad. And then, like, 
it's, I don't know how this occurs to a, a grown-ass adult. He, like, he just immediately tries to, like, pull the guy's pants down. Because like he's fucking, a, like, 12 years old or something. That's what, I, that's what it is. It's this guy was obviously a bully yeah. in high school. I'm like, this is not, like, and this is something a, that even occurs to someone. This is like a, you know, peanut brain reaction where yeah. it's just, like, you go back to, like, what you know. And yeah, it's it like, fucking, it's weird. When someone pissed this guy off in high school, he pants them. And it's just a natural reaction for him. Yeah. It's either up or down, wedgie or pantsed. Anyway, the referee, luckily, he, he had those pants on nice and secure. He would have been charged with a sex crime. Your powers are useless against these pants. Have you seen the belt? Anyway, yeah, the, the GOP lawmakers, yeah, I, I, was, I was bad. But it's still, it's like, no matter, like, a normal person, even if you were, like, actually extremely mad, it's a fucking child's sports game. Oh, There's no Elliot, reason to get that mad We've about been it. over this. But, like, even if you are that mad, like, you know, throw a chair or something. Like, try to pants somebody? That's such a fucking specific, like, yes, high school bully, like, repressed uh, instinct sort of thing. Also, just like, I guess in retrospect, because people did do it at my high school, and I've definitely had it done to me, it's just like, kind of weird. Yeah. What are you pulling down my pants It's for? a weird thing. You're trying to embarrass them. <laughs> but like, it's like, you just tried to pants that man. Why are you pulling down my pants? Hey, you gay? Yeah. Yeah. And then they like, well, what, what if I was? That's, that's the thing that would get this GOP lawmaker like to be like, what? Okay, okay. I'm not I was... gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to address my behavior this uh, yesterday first night. First things first. I'm, I'm not gay. Yeah, before an apology. <laughs> I was going to pants the ref to show that he's the gay one. Because <laughs> he's got his pants off. <laughs> that's and what he's you're... trying to seduce me. That's what it means when you <laughs> pants someone. I'm actually extremely straight. That is high school logic like yeah. to a T. Yeah. Is, yeah. Perfect example. Some people never grow <sighs> up. So anyway, these are the people making our laws. Credit where it's due when people do grow up. Credit where it's due when they do not. And this guy clearly has not. So, yeah. anyways, that's it for weekly weird news this week. I uh, hope you had a, a, a all things considered a good first week of the uh, the yeah. new year. Um, you know, kind of st- hey, look. It's only up from here, especially with yeah. the coronavirus stuff, right? Uh, we hope so. Uh, Just stay in your house. <laughs> Where nothing bad ever happens. Yeah, it's winter. Where are you going to yeah. go? It's cold outside. Put on the old Patriots game and yeah. settle in. And just get mad and sad. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, this anyway. wouldn't be happening if Tom Brady was still here. Or settle in for some more internet today with two episodes over here that you may or may not have watched yet, so be sure to check them out. We have a, a new episode of Tech News Day and a new news dump that I really tried to make it a classic news dump. All entertainment news yeah. for at least the first half. So enjoy both of those because if you don't watch that, it's going to be all NFT news. Yeah. And that's a promise. <laughs> it's a threat. Bye. Bye.